Goodbye, the university. All right. Thanks for joining for our LOA roundtable call for December. Our topic for the Year of the Manifestor series this month has been owning it, like becoming the person and embracing the identity of whatever it is that we're looking to manifest. And I can say, as I was sharing right before we hit the record button, one of the things that um, I, I, it feels like just a couple of weeks ago, I'd been really hesitant with was my identity as a foster mom. You guys, I know they say you got to put in 10,000 hours before you really are an expert. I feel like I've put in my 10,000 hours. <laughs> I am really owning being good at taking care of these kittens. And man, do they look fabulous. So uh, I only share that because I just finished a feeding before we started this call. My ex came over. He's taking my car into the shop. I told him to come take a look at kittens, and he was pretty impressed with how big everyone looks and how clean how they're playing, and uh, mom's gaining weight. Everyone's looking healthy. So, yeah, pretty exciting at how things are developing here at my house, and I know that a lot of this has to do with the vibration that I'm flowing in this house. If I keep met, if I keep flowing the frequency of nervous and worry and fear, then I, there's no doubt in my mind that has an effect on what unfolds next for all of us. So to be able to dial in on confidence and trust and um, and seeing good things instead of entertaining worries, it feels like it's not just good manifesting for me, but for all of the cats involved too. But does anyone else have anything to report back from their experience, experiments or successes or questions with um, our Year of the Manifestors topic this month? This is if Nancy. Not, just, oh, thanks, Nancy. Oh, I was waiting to see if anybody else had something to share. I <laughs> kind of laughed because remember last Friday we were talking about books? Yeah. And I mentioning that I had just gotten um, Hiring the Heavens um, yeah. the books and I um, you know I got the concept I think you had reviewed the book in a book called I did it but Paul. someone else did someone else mentioned it yeah I, I remember it had been mentioned at GVU a number of times and I finally decided I, I someone gave me a gift card I thought you know what I'm going to get that book because I've been meaning to check it out so I read it and it's very it's small book very easy to read, very fast to read, and I get the concept and so forth. But anyway, my son came to visit for the weekend, and just as he left, there was this unbelievable downpour, like just like the rain was coming down sideways, and there was a lot of it, and which is probably the the initial start of the snowstorm echo that everybody's experiencing across the country. So anyway, it was a really strong um, downpour, and when I came back in the house, um, I heard my downstairs toilet kind of go glug, 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 and I went in there, and the toilet, the water level was really, really low in the um, toilet. And I thought, well, that's weird. I've never seen the water that low. I wonder if something's going on. So I went and I Googled the symptom. <laughs> you know how we aren't supposed to Google the symptom, but I, I Googled the symptom. And, That's got right. all this, and here I am thinking that smart because you're getting information before you take action. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 there's all these horror stories of how oh it's a, it's it's a cracked 
toilet some down, somewhere down where you can't see it, and the water's leaking down into the building, and blah, 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 you know, on all these horror stories. And I was sitting there looking at my computer with kind of a stunned look, and then realized, hey, I can hire a celestial plumber <laughs> to figure this out for me. And I'm not kidding. I hired one, and it took him a couple days, but I went in there yesterday, and the water level's back up to normal, and the toilet's working perfectly. <laughs> I had to That's keep cool believing. Story. I had to keep believing in my celestial plumber because when I go back in and check and it didn't look like anything was changing or anything was improving, I had to like, are you on this? Are you taking care of this? Because I'm going to let you take care of this, and I'm going to come back later and check on it. And I did, and it was taken care of. So, you know, it reminds me a little bit of how Abraham talks to people about how those who have passed on, those who have transitioned, are intensely interested in what we have going on here, and we can partner with them. We can um, like play with them. Uh, like how, you know how Esther talks about how Jerry's helping her write the next book? Thoughts become, turning thoughts to things. And how, like if, whatever you're up to, it feels like a very similar concept, Nancy, that there's someone who has expertise in this who would be delighted to help, (laughs) to invite them in uh, very consciously and deliberately to um, allow that feels like a good plan to me. Yeah, and hiring the heavens, I think her point is, to call on angels, that's, which, of course, you know, everyone in non-physical technically is. But um, but I think that the trick here, too, was not taking score too soon because when it looked like nothing was improving and, the, gee, I think I'm going to have to actually call a plumber, a plumber um, not just a celestial one, I, uh, I, I, I gave it a little bit more time. I was willing to believe that, it was working itself out, and it was all going to be okay. Anyone else played with this, with hiring the heavens or outsourcing to hire help? I do it. It's part of my my um, alignment practice pretty much every day. I have some regulars that I call on, but if I have something different going on in my day, I'll sometimes I'll name someone specifically, and sometimes I'll just say, hey, whoever would be interested in helping with X, Y, or Z. So I do it uh, as part of that six-phase vision meditation. I've kind of worked that in there. I like it. So these roundtables are for any subject, any topic that we want to talk about, not just our Year of the Manifestor series. So if anyone has anything to bring to our roundtable at all, now would be the good time for it. Jeanette, I don't know if you saw Susan's comment in chat about uh, using a rubber glove with pin pricks in the fingertips. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> Just uh, our pre-call conversation about feeding kitties, taking care of kitties. Oh. Are you still enjoying a winter wonderland, Jeanette? Oh, my gosh. No, it, even better than before because, well, I shoveled. 
I actually kind of like shoveling. I saw someone post on Facebook today wishing she could hire a husband to uh, shovel for, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Tiffany, it's totally fun. You should do it. But uh, So the, the, the driveway and the sidewalk and the patio are clear, and I put some food out for the birds, and it is like bird paradise here. So on top of being a winter wonderland, because we got some extra snow since we've had snow twice since I posted those pictures, uh, the birds are just here in abundance. And it amazes me. Like, I don't know where these guys have been, but, um, boy, they sure showed up for food. Uh, not just today. They were here yesterday, too. But, yeah, it. I don't know who likes watching them more, me or the cats. <laughs> Are you watching the cats watching the birds? I know. I love watching the cats watch the birds, too. There were a couple of quail, uh, I'd say like a dozen, actually, that were walking right across the back patio, right past the the back door to go over to where all the food was. And Elsa sat there watching them, and she was right up there. They could totally see her, and they weren't afraid. (laughs) She was pretty calm about it. She wasn't freaking out like some of my others were. But, yeah, it was super, super fun. Okay, question in In the the chat room. Yeah, how do I better own the feeling of success? Ooh, let's activate this vibration. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is I like to, for activating a vibration, if I have a past experience with it, my preference is to draw on my own personal past experience in order to reactivate it. So if I can think of a time for a time of when I've felt successful before and just revel in that memory, that's one way to activate it. Um, and and the the really how do I better own it? It's just to activate it, get familiar with it, get regular with. I keep having the visual of the old-fashioned phone operators. You know when they used to sit at those boards and they'd pull the plug out of one hole and stick it in another. <laughs> I kind of feel like wherever I've been plugged in, I'm going to take one of those plugs and I'm going to plug it into success, and I'm going to do that at least daily. If I could do it a couple of times throughout the day, that'd be a really nice activation. That's how I better own the feeling of it. And to activate it, I'll draw on past memories. I'll draw on someone else's experience of it. Shoot, Nancy, watching. Oh, I didn't actually get to see who won. I saw your post. I was like, ah, spoiler alert. (laughs) But But someone else's experience of success can help me plug into it as well. It's the same way someone else's experience of sadness or disappointment. You're vibrating it too if you are tuned into that so i'll leverage someone else's in order to turn a vibration on what do you what's your guys's response to how to better own the feeling of success yeah i'd say the same thing jeanette i know when i first started my business in 1994 someone said to me you know you really want to create a warm fuzzy file and i said what's a warm fuzzy file and she said it's a folder you keep in your office of all the warm, fuzzy comments you've gotten from clients, from associates, from any articles that have been written about you, any any good stuff that you've got that's been said or written about you, and keep it in the file. So on the days when you really could use a little bit of a boost, you've got this warm, fuzzy file to turn to to, you know, get the positive vibes flowing again. And, of course, this was all before the law of attraction on um, the on the secret and that kind of thing, but it's the same idea of you know keeping records of some of your successes and positive things that you can turn to. In that case, it was a physical file, but we can also um, 
you know, I've even just had fun going back in my memory and milking all the positive successes I've had, you know, through. Do you know what what I love, Nancy? That they don't even have to be, like, big reasons for feeling success. Like, I remember when I was trying to turn on leadership, uh, I drew back to a time when I was in college and I slept overnight in the ticket line for Bon Jovi tickets, concert tickets, Mm -hmm. and I was second in line. And a guy came out in the morning, the Smith store manager, and he said, uh, you guys got to make a, a list of everyone, you know, so we don't want any trouble of people butting in line. And the girl who he gave the clipboard first, and he told her to walk down the line and write down everyone's name. And um, she didn't want to do it. She was scared. <laughs> and so she gave it to me, and I did it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a silly example, but it really, like, I felt, I, I got to I got to be in charge. <laughs> it was pretty different for me at that point in my life so the little the success in getting the little kitten to eat who doesn't want to eat like they, we don't they don't have to be gigantic ones in order to be activating the vibration so um i was going to say set ourselves up for success by letting it be easy <laughs> yeah and it doesn't even have to be like you said related you know you were looking for leadership in business but your example with leadership in a more personal life example, but it's okay. It doesn't matter. It's still the vibration of success or leadership. Um, I think in the same vein, the, you know, this is the parking spot exercise. The, the successes that just make you happy in the process and that you're not straining or widely attached to to get familiar with the feeling. Oh, agreed, Susan. I love that idea of really setting ourselves up for easy. Because like, once we start looking around for success, we'll see it everywhere. Like, you know, I had success getting a couple hours sleep. Woohoo! Um, I had success doing that load of laundry. Yay! <laughs> not all of them are. <laughs> So, yeah, I I like um, having a really low threshold for feeling it, mm-hmm. and the more the the more time we spend with it, the more we own it. The more that's part of who we are, part of how we roll. It's just it's part of our vibrational makeup. Right, and also again, um, building on what Nancy, there's a an exercise called the treasure box exercise. Um, that a number of different people have described. And you can physically do it, have a, a, a box like or a jar or whatever and put it in, but you can also mentally do it. Mm-hmm. And it's the feeling. So um, whether it's uh, the feeling that you got um, of being a leader and in charge and all those as you went down the line and wrote down names it the feeling goes in your treasure box with the associated circumstances so if i'm let's say i go to a a holiday party and i don't really know many people and uh, i'm sort of there and not feeling I, I, I decided to go, but I'm not feeling great at the party, then I might pull out the experience, the feeling of, oh, that time that I mm. took names and felt great and just 
put my mm-hmm. hands on my hips like uh, Cuddy talks about and <laughs> assume the uh, superhero's stance and, you know, sort of fill my space and then am feeling brave as I go over to talk to somebody I don't know or any of those kinds of things and I pull that up to kind of like pulling on a superhero cape. Love that. That is such a game changer too when we take the time to do it and it doesn't have to take a long time for it to be effective but just taking a second to tune in like that can make all the difference. And, right. and and the key here is is I think the repetition or the consistency. Like this mm-hmm. might be something that you do more than once in order to really own it to make it yours. Like the way I I posted the other day, I'm going to put a link in the chat room. I thought I had a a vibration activation on success. This one is for business success. It may or may not be helpful. I thought I'd share it. But um, I yes I posted yesterday about oh. One of the thoughts that I I own this thought. I'm getting paid. I get paid. That's it's not up for debate whether Jeanette gets paid or not. It, it is a fact that I am getting paid. What I'm not p- positive or I'm fairly loose about is when or by whom or how much. Like those details don't matter to me. But I do know one thing for sure. I get paid. That right. owning a thought like that comes from I don't know. Some people may have something that they can just say once. And, and they're the master of it. But for me, the stuff that I repeat, that I'm really consistent in revisiting, that's how I own something. And we're doing this whether it's a it's positive ones or negative ones, right, Nancy? I mean, that's, you, you tell this about affirmations all the time, about how we're always using them. We just want to make sure that we're using the ones that serve us. So if I'm repeating the thing that takes me where I want to go, then sooner or later that will be part of my makeup. It will be part of who I am. Right. And if we're if we're dwelling on what is that isn't serving us, that can be that can spoil the party of, you know, the success vibration. You might be able to conjure the success vibration for a short time, but if you keep bringing yourself back to what is um that you know currently isn't aligned with your if it, success. Yeah, if your perception of what is doesn't feel successful, you're right. That's right. But you know, I think that whatever it is we're looking for, whether it's love or appreciation or valued or success or whatever it is that we're looking for, I believe that well, we get whatever we look for. So it's probably right under our nose and when we start when we choose to see it where we haven't seen it before, just the decision to see it here now, I think it will reveal itself. I don't think it's that this situation is in and of itself successful or unsuccessful. There's a way that I could view this thing that someone might have termed a failure. I could see it as a success if I choose to. And I think that's where conscious creators have an advantage because we have learned to be more flexible with our thoughts than maybe some of someone who hasn't practiced that a lot. But um yeah, that was that was a good question. Thank you for it. And I don't know, is there anything more we can say about how to own the vibration? This is really related to our year of the manifester topic for well, December. I was just gonna say that that um even when we've had quote unquote failures, more often than not we learned something from them that we wouldn't have learned if we hadn't had the failure. So if 
if we're willing to milk the appreciation for all that we learned and how we grew and new uh, perspectives that we gathered through the experience, then we can take kind of that charge off of quote-unquote failure and um, be able to see it in a new light. Another thing that helps me is looking back on times when it looked like nothing was happening, but actually behind the scenes, there was stuff going on that I didn't know about. Like, I remember um, one time when my business had gotten really slow, and it seemed like nothing was happening. But in reality, I had four prior clients who had each left the company that they were with and had gone to work for a new company, and each one of them was privately, you know, negotiating with their company to be able to hire me. But I didn't know that. And, and so on the surface, it looked like nothing was happening for me at all. But actually, I had clients who were going to bat for me and were trying to get me to become an approved vendor for their company so that they could hire me. And they did. But at the, you know, at the time that nothing looked like it was happening, I could easily have gotten um, you know, down and depressed and frustrated and irritated and felt like everything was a failure. So I... When things seem like nothing's happening, I like to go back and remember all those other times where it seemed like nothing was happening, but actually lots of good stuff was happening unbeknownst to me. And then I like and, to kind of wonder and imagine what that might be. It's fun for me. And, and by doing that, you're vibrating things happening, right, mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. things not happening. Because that will shut down a party if we let our assessment, our negative assessment, rule the day. Um, Nancy, what you're sharing here reminds me of an article I read this morning. Uh, I, I found I ran across it on LinkedIn. Some guy wrote a book on studying mentors, people who were really successful, and he was. He said, "This is what I learned from five years of interviewing the best." One of the points that he made was they don't let fear of failure deter them. And I love this. What you were saying reminded me of a quote from Kathy Ireland, who said, "If you never fail, it means you are not trying hard enough." You know, there are people who have talked about in order to succeed more, you want to fail fail faster. <laughs> like, you stop being afraid of those because fear of failure will hold you back and try and rack up some more failures under your belt in order to achieve success. That's one of those examples of a way to look at a situation and see success in it where you might not have seen it otherwise. Just thinking of the perspective some of these people have shared about the role that failure plays in success. I could be looking right at one and know, okay, I'm on my way. This is successful. Racking up another failure. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, Cindy said something in chat room I wanted to read in. Uh, she said, oh, we can rewrite the memory as successful, too. I really, really, really like that idea. We just did that uh, call on Monday. On I have a changing story about it. Oh, let's hear it, Cindy. We we hung up the call and I said, okay, what memory can I rewrite um, and as successful? And I thought, oh, I know. Everyone that I talked to this year that said, oh, my gosh, I want to work with you so much, but I can't afford you. I changed the conversation to what they really said to me was, I really want to work with you so much, and I'm going to hire you for 2016 to be my coach. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) And then I just let it go. I was like, oh, that felt good, and I didn't let it go. And I went and I did, I don't know, something around my house, 
probably laundry. And I came back and I went to check my email and I had an email on the subject line said, coaching in 2016. <laughs> and it was literally someone that said, I want to work with you so much, but I can't afford you. And they said, I vowed to budget you in my schedule for next year. Would you be willing to coach me once per quarter um, in 2016? Oh, and wow. that wow. gave me, she added some other kind of details and that gave me this huge flash of a program that I've been sort of wanting to be creating oh, for the past wow. year. And I realized I don't want to create and run another year-long group program, but it would be awesome to do this program one-on-one. And so I literally typed up all the copy, created all the graphics and banners, and put it up and got it out yesterday, like, oh, in the same wow. day. So it what was inspiration. <laughs> and what was really funny was that after all of that, um, I was like, Wow. So what do I what do I need to do to keep this vibe going? And I pulled an oracle card and the oracle card said, Pay attention to your past life memories <laughs> I was wow. like, Wow, that's what I just did. I reached back into my Cindy. past life of last year and rearranged the memory and so You are so wow. <laughs> Hey what's the link? Tell us your tell us your program. Oh my god. Find it. Okay, let me put the link in the chat because I don't know if I can remember. And for people who are listening to a recording, maybe. I've had no no, uh, no internet for, since Monday except for spotty like half hours at a time and then off for three hours and then on three hours, and I did it with that. It was like, wow. <laughs> Hello? Edu, how are you? I'm fine. I just uh, want to tell uh, I'm listening. Just that. Oh, I'm here. It's nice to hear you. Yeah, it's nice to hear you talking. Uh, very interesting ideas and uh, very interesting. I'm well, listening. I'm so glad you're joining us for this conversation. In fact, Cindy, I was thinking that that story is a perfect, like just listening to Cindy's story of success there, that activated that for all of us, for all of us who are tuning in and hearing it in that way. There's another way for us. To, to activate the vibration of success is to let someone else tell us their story of theirs. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes. like an easy way to do it, but it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're always learning with other people's stories. Well, and I, what I like about that example, Cindy, is that it, you also, okay, because what I'd shared on the call was that, that I can't remember which teacher it was, whether it was, Cynthia or William, they were talking about doing this repeatedly, like once a day for five minutes. But you also, it was just a one-time thing and you forgot about it, right? Yeah, and you had told that that story, and I had learned this from Neville, but, you know, Neville kind of taught it in a different way, which was more extreme focus and holding that vision. And, you know, and, and, and when you told it, you were like, you know, I kind of just said, oh, I can see that there's love flowing between us, and I just let it go. And I thought, okay. <laughs> Let's just mm-hmm. let it be easy. You know, easy peasy is like my motto. So, um, yeah. Well, amen to that. Thanks for sharing that with us. So uh, Cindy's URL is cindychavez.com forward slash meet hyphen the hyphen empress. Love that, Cindy. <laughs> the title of it already sounds intriguing. So very, very cool. Anyone else have uh, either a response on how to own a vibration that we might be unfamiliar with or another question to ask? I, I said I, I said in chat, um, 
is, is to, to experience successes, go back in time and um, in your mind and find out a time when you experienced success and focus on the feeling that you had at that time when you had success, nice. when you had success. Well, Guillaume, that's my favorite way to do it because my own personal inventory, my my personal experiences, they they seem stronger than. And this could be wrong because I'm thinking of some people who are really good at telling a story. I could maybe feel it more strongly there. But if I've got something from my own past that I can draw on, that it feels like first of all, it reminds me you're no stranger to this. This is something that you know. Maybe just weren't giving yourself enough credit for. Um, but uh yeah i oh and you know look abraham has talked about this way of getting there too of just turning the words over in your mind and and related words like uh they've done a couple of rampages at their workshops in doing that where they're not even speaking complete sentences or telling a story but just turning words over and letting those words conjure up the energy and i've found that to be effective too it's not one that i practice very often myself but um but for some, they might find that even easier than finding specific reasons to feel that way. Oh, rave reviews on your webpage already, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Nancy, have you? Are you familiar with Abraham's just using the words to find your way to the energy? Um, yeah, where. They just repeat kind of one or two words. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually I've actually kind of done that. I've created um I've created it's kind of an acronym. Um help H E L P Harmony, Ease, Love and Prosperity. And I often say this when I'm um driving, when I've got some place to go. And I find that as I'm just slowly saying those words and feeling them, that it just seems like traffic flows smoother and everything goes easier because I'm focusing on harmony, ease, love, and prosperity. (laughs) I could feel the way you said those words makes the difference. And you're making me think of, you remember when I had the crackhead neighbor and I was trying to turn my vibe around? And mm-hmm. I use the words peace, love, quiet, and appreciation. Right. Okay. When, right. Well, when you say it like that, peace, love, quiet, and appreciation, you don't feel it. But when you say peace, love, <laughs> quiet, like you could, mm-hmm. the way you said the words, you said it with, this reminds me of uh, Lisa Hayes sent out a newsletter the other day to coaching students that she was talking about listening for the tone in the sessions that we're having with our clients how so much is communicated other than in the words that we use. And I was thinking the words might be a gateway to it, but we know it isn't enough just to find the word. If the word doesn't shift how you feel, it isn't effective. So you'll want to find right. a different way. I, I've even noticed that breathing, um, mm. when someone's speaking, their breathing affects how the words come out and how it's felt, or or they might even be un- unconscious about it. And I think even with you, Jeanette, we've been talking and I've said, you know, I, I hear you sighing or I hear you mm-hmm. taking a deep breath, you know. And a lot of times there's it's because there's something going on underneath that is going on oh. in your mind that you're not speaking. 
Here's an example. Someone asked me yesterday if I'd found my house yet. She had just found hers. She had just moved, and she said, did you found yours? And I answered like this, no. Okay. <laughs> that says a lot about my vibration on the topic, doesn't it? Which I didn't realize until I heard the way I said, the heard, heard the way I answered. And that's all I said was the one word before I burst out laughing at myself. It's like, no wonder you haven't found it. With that vibration, sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, even if we listen to our own, like when uh, listen to our own um, uh, breathing, or become aware of how we're feeling when we're answering a question or saying something to a client, can be very helpful for us. Agreed. Uh, you know where how we're flowing the energy. But yes, I definitely. And who else does it? I think uh, Florence Scovel Shin also talks about. Yeah. Saying words and um, Genevieve Baran oh. wrote, wrote about it about the power hey. of a word. Wait, I was going to say, there, what's the word? Oh, who is it that does the? It's not wordsmithing. It's something like. It's not. I have power words. I wonder if that's what I'm thinking of. It might be where she just suggests using the words. Hmm. Your word is your wand. Hmm. That's another book she wrote. But I know Genevieve Baran, I've shared the the audio a number of times. <clears throat> um, she wrote a book, and one of the chapters was, it's a very short chapter, but it's specifically about how saying a certain word over and over and over again can actually um, generate the vibration of it. And she says vibration. This book was written in like the 19, early 1900s. And she says, and it's based on um, Thomas Troward's work and he was active in the 1800s and um but she said like for instance if you want to feel more joy by just saying the word joy joy over and over and over again and really feeling what that means to you you can activate that vibration within yourself i think it's not just the word but the feeling behind i do that i do that i have I have been doing that for years, and it has worked. I didn't even know about LOA or anything, but I started doing it, and it's it has it has been very good for me. It, wow! It, it has been working for me. That's just, so interesting just, that you were practicing it without having learned it as an LOA practice. I guess you just naturally felt inspired to practice it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but I was doing it, and it works. <laughs> Very cool. So, do you, when you say you repeat the word "adieu," how do you do that? Is it just like for a minute at a time, or do you just, I mean, because uh, every every time uh, my mind is, you know, um, resting, that I'm not doing anything, uh, I repeat the words. Very disciplined. Uh, yeah, that is. And, and it's making me think, too, how personal that would be because, you know, maybe the word that would would really connect you nicely to the energy may not be what works best for someone else, but to find what word does it for us, well, that's like, yes. that's Florence's instruction, isn't it? Find the words that click. Uh, sometimes um, one word is uh, working better, and then 
months go by and I choose other words, it's uh, there's a rhythm. Mm. You know, that's a component of your vibrational boot camp, Jeanette. Oh, I think. It? Well, just mm. be, when the one I took two years ago is where I came up with the I am a very, 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 very lucky girl. Oh, I love and, that. Mm. And that one has um, just really done wonder that and even better. I was just quoting you in that even better in the comments on the most recent post, Julie. I do love that one. Cool. Uh, Nancy, you're you're reminding that um, this can be a form of meditation as well. Some people use a word to focus the mind for meditation. Yeah, it's called the gateway technique, and um, I've shared uh, a guided audio on GVU a number of times to teach people how to do that if they want to. But people who've been meditating for any length of time, um, they probably can easily pick this up. And just choosing to use a single word or maybe one word on the in-breath and a different word on the out-breath, yeah, it can be really a great uh, mantra. Mantra meditation. I got a question for you guys. This is on an unrelated subject, but it's it's crossed my mind like three times. Maybe some of you have wondered about it as well, because I've shared a lot about how you guys know how much I love to foster. This is one of the things that makes me who I am. I feel more myself when I am helping animals in some form or fashion, whether it's feeding the birds or raising foster kittens or whatever. And, to hear my sigh, the way that I came to have, I had a litter of kittens, and um, they called me and asked if I would take another pregnant cat, and I said, I'm full, no, hello, you know, I got cats in my room already, and they said, but you've got that empty storage room. I said, I don't keep animals in that storage room, and they said, Jeanette, this, you know, we need you, it's, it, your storage room is going to be fine, and, um, they didn't actually say we need you. I felt, I kind of felt like it would be be There weren't a long line of people who were stepping up to help this pregnant cat. We'll put it that way. And these guys had cats lined up in the hallway at the shelter. It was a hoarder that got turned in. So it was an unusual situation. This doesn't happen every day. Okay, long story short, I took the, I took the pregnant cat. She had kittens. She had eight kittens. She wasn't super healthy. We had issues. We've been to the emergency bed a couple of times. I've been doing a lot of supplement feeding around the clock to the point where my self-care, like you guys know, I haven't been myself for a couple of weeks. And, um, And I wondered, the thing that I love so much, is there, is... Did I did I go wrong somewhere here, or is this is this still something? I guess it's for me to decide. It's for me to interpret and make a meaning. But part of me wonders, did I manifest something a little off kilter because stay, staying awake around the clock to feed kittens? I okay, feeding kittens is my highest joy. Doing it around the clock is not. And yet it's what's required here. It's just temporarily. It's not forever. But I don't feel 100% in the vortex, if you know what I mean. So, Nancy? Well, you know, the first thing I just 
put in chat about asking empowering questions because the first thing I heard you say is, what did I do wrong here? And, of course, I would just flip the question to an empowering one. What am I learning about myself from this hmm. experience? Yeah, because even when I look back on it, it still would not have felt good to say to them, like, I do not wish I had said no. I absolutely do not wish this. And yet the thing that I love is kind of hard. It's kind of hard, and it's not 100% fun. Maybe 80% fun. Yeah, it gets more fun as you – and I think you also had to step into being that um, kitten foster mom who also syringe fed. Oh, hello, I don't normally do that. I specifically only take kittens who are not eating on their own. They come with a mom or I don't take them. They're for someone else. Like I do easy gigs, easy gigs. Yeah, yeah. So that's the next question. Um, Are, you know, does this experience teach you that you want to set a new boundary? Does this Mm. experience teach you I've wondered, Nancy, and and here's the fact. When these other ones get adopted and my storage room is empty again, if they called with the same request, I would say the same thing. So I guess what there is for me to do is maybe prepave it <laughs> to be a little yeah. smoother experience. I mean, I don't want to be having fear that I'm going to have to do round-the-clock feedings, but um, but there's probably a way for me to have it be more enjoyable with you there being... You accepted their limitation. You know, and and the energy of the situation, it felt dire. It felt right. It felt, it felt dire. And you you accepted it felt life that or death. rather yeah. than yeah. choosing yeah. to change it. It's true. I bought in. You're right. Right. Susan. And you you did that out of fear over what would happen to the kittens. I was going to say out of habit because this is a pretty dominant vibration in rescue world. Like these, for these, for me, this was unusual. For those guys, this was not that different than their average day in rescue. You know, I mean, right. a but hoarder in, in my uh, neighborhood was different for me. They deal with this stuff all the time. Right. But you, there was something that you thought, felt that was different that mm-hmm. allowed that in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me wonder, too, about payoffs. You know, like, (laughs) the way you said that makes me wonder if you have one in mind, Susan. Well, I think that that there are a number of... I get to feel important. I get to feel needed. Right. And Lord knows I do like that. Right. (laughs) And you get to feel... You're the rescuer. You're the hero. I, I look when Stacy emailed me and she said the fact of the matter is this entire family mom and the eight babies they'd be dead if it hadn't been for you and I said to her I said to her I didn't believe that I didn't believe that and yet there wasn't anyone else who was going to take these cats apparently there wasn't anyone else who was going to take these cats I don't know I'm tired. Can you guys tell? Like, yeah. This, it's wearing. And that's part of it is that you, in that sort of physical tiredness, uh, there's a certain laxity that we tend to um, fall back into 
older coping mechanisms. It's just easier to say yes than to figure this out. It's uh, I had actually I'd actually said no to the point where mm-hmm. Jamie Jamie accepted my no and in fact I used this as an example over at the at the coaching place where I was as a way to enroll someone Oh, how to close the deal. We had a week where we were talking about how to close the deal. And, oh, my gosh, I used the example where I was calling CenturyLink out of frustration with Comcast. I said, this is going to be the easiest sale you guys ever made. How soon can you sign me up? And that guy, in the course of a 15-minute conversation, I hung up on him before. I mean, I'm not a CenturyLink customer. That's how wrong that deal went. And there was the one where they call – the rescue group calls to make this request, the request I am never going to say yes to, and um, and I said yes to it. And and part of the the at the point where the conversation turned was when Jamie let it be. She accepted my no, and when she accepted that, then I felt like I had more room to really decide for myself, you know, rather than making sure I wasn't doing this because someone else wanted me to. But once it was clear that it was, I could say no because I did say no. And she was cool with it, and really not holding it against me. Then I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll be right over." <laughs> I like Guillaume's idea about <laughs> going back and changing something. I really want to play with that. Yeah, and tonight you always say, "I am the best I know. there is." <laughs> oh, oh, and hello, Hilda. Is that manifested because? Okay, this was a this would have been a sketchy situation for any foster mom, but um the fact that not only did everyone live, which that's pretty cool, but they're fat they're fat. They're they're doing so well. They're not just hanging on, maybe going to make it. These guys are rocking it. They're healthier than my upstairs litter. And my upstairs litter, I thought could, this could not be improved on. Oh my gosh, these guys I really do feel like I rocked it. <laughs> that is kind of fun. There's definitely one payoff. <laughs> and, and if they called you, if they called you now to do this again, you've you've had some experience. Yeah. So, yeah. and you'd probably say yes if it was a dire experience. Yeah, you know, you know what else I like about this? It has forced me to put my business, my work, in um. I don't want to say improper perspective, but it's I've learned how to not be all about work mm-hmm. because that's pretty that's that's pretty much what I love most in the in the world. Mm-hmm. I love my work. I love that pretty much above all else. I love what I do. But this um this has forced it to take a back seat to experience that and know that okay, I am capable of it and my business is capable of it and um and all is still well here. That's kind of a cool thing to experience. To, to have more leeway to choose how much time I invest where in life. I never worked out of a feeling of need to. I only ever did it out of joy. Do it. I don't have to use past tense. It's still true. But uh, I do like knowing that it can be big and it can be small and it is still fabulous. Uh, Jeanette? Yes. Uh, Can I ask you something? Um, Would it be... um, I don't know, a, a good idea to try to visualize yourself in that situation where uh, the, the 
they asked you to to take the the, the cat and imagine you uh, having joy that uh, you're going to be able to help uh, this cat and these kittens. Um, it, uh, it's going to be just temporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that feels powerful. That feels powerful to engage that. And and it it does make me feel a little sheepish in to to point I feel like I'm seeing where I haven't really been fully using my manifesting skills. I mean, I did use them when we were under fire at the vet's office, but yeah, that's a good tip. Thank you for that, Adu. Okay. Uh, is is this the the cat that you talked about in the outsourcer mm-hmm. uh, forum? Yep, this is the one. Uh, this is the one where she, they diagnosed her with something that is often fatal, and um, and she sure looked like a candidate for not going to make it. In fact, that's why I took her to the vet I, at midnight. I shouldn't repeat. All, I shouldn't repeat the contrast that took me there. But for her to be alive now, I'm telling. Not just alive. That girl is not just alive. She's happy to be here. She's doing well. I, I cannot even tell you how fabulous this cat is doing. They they texted me the other day asking how everyone was doing, and I said, words cannot tell. I cannot even properly describe to you how well everyone is doing. And that, I don't know how many, the vet certainly understood how bad off she was, but I was, you know, doing my best not to elaborate it to everyone. But um, it really feels miraculous. So, yes, my long answer, it's the same cat. That's great. That's great. Right? Yeah. I'm telling you, outsourcers, they rock. <laughs> everyone who <laughs> everyone who helped create this, I cannot thank you enough because I was pretty sketchy on this one. It was. Um, there's a um, someone told me uh, that they knew uh, a doctor uh, that worked in a hospital with patients that are very, you know, uh, in a situation similar to that cat. Uh, at risk, a risk to to die, and the doctor said that uh, the the patients who had families and friends that were present and that uh, uh, prayed together, mm. those patients had a recovery uh, percentage uh, higher than the ones that didn't. I wow. think it's sort of the outsourcing; it's the principle. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. That's um and and we hear that a lot right about how healthier people are who have strong social networks. You know, whether it's just a couple of strong friendships or you know a lot of family that they see regularly, I assume they mean that they enjoy. Um but I know that's one of the factors that they often point out as an indicator of how a person will do whether it's um physically for, for their physical health or their emotional health, it it's uh, their social connection. And and that's one reason why I love connecting with everyone here at GVU because these connections are easier for me to enjoy than when I'm talking with people who see the world differently than I do. And um, the kind of sharing we do on these calls, me asking for input on this situation is a perfect example. It's a pretty intimate connection for me. and And that is one of my core values, connection. So it's easy for uh, me to see why patients would do better who had friends and family to support them. Yeah, I have been here for 
two days and I'm already feeling that. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Right on. Yeah, very cool. Do you understand right, well, what I say? Is my accent too Oh no. Too hard? No. I've been no, okay, I've been coaching okay. myself not to comment on how sexy it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my early days when I was coaching, I used to give discounts to people who had an accent. <laughs> I just love Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of accents. Um, yes, no, your English you, is... That you don't do that anymore. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still I enjoy accents just as much. But no, your English is very easy to understand. I'm always impressed when I'm talking with someone and English is their second language and they are, they speak it so fluently. It's one of those things that I've always wanted. to. I want to be bilingual. I want to be fluent in another language. And I've probably studied four or five different languages and never even come close to that level of fluency. I, I, I really, hats off to those of you who make it look so easy. Uh, I started studying English with, uh, I was 11 years old, so, and uh, I watch movies, American movies, and I read. Uh, after I, start, I stopped studying, I I uh, kept reading uh, every book that is originally in English. I don't read the the Brazilian edition. I read the English uh, edition. Wow. So well. I keep because if you don't do that, you forget uh, as time goes by. So that's a level of commitment that I have not made to. Although I did buy. The Spanish version of The Secret. <laughs> I haven't cracked it yet, but I thought if ever there was a text that I would read in another language, this is it. No, still didn't do it there either. But, you know, has anyone played with Duolingo? It's a website that's got rave reviews for helping people learn another language. And um, it is pretty fun. It is pretty fun, but it. I didn't continue with it enough to be proud of myself for my ability to speak Dutch or, well, I can't remember what other one I was practicing. And try Portuguese next time. <laughs> well, you know, a language that is beautiful to listen to and beautiful to speak. Oh, my my mom is Dutch. Her her whole side of the family is from Holland, and it's it's not the most beautiful sounding language that there is like you have to the in order to speak some of those words properly it sounds pretty harsh but a language that uh is pretty uh that one feels like that would be an advantage to learning it so anyone else got anything for our round table today oh i'm so proud of myself for remembering i have a call at the top of the hour yay that i didn't let us go over <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder, and we'll hope you do keep us, you know, up to date on what you end up deciding after this litter of kittens gets adopted, um, the newest litter of kittens, because you've got mm-hmm. the other litter of kittens that's getting adopted as well. But once they've all been adopted, you know, what your new perspective is on whether or not you'll take cats in your downstairs, you know, storage. You know, I here's what I think, Nancy. I think that. It's 
what this experience has led me to is clarity on the new home that I'm manifesting because I'd been thinking that I only needed one kitten room, right? Only one room dedicated to fosters. When in reality, I could put two to work. <laughs> so it's making me uh, think twice about the requirements that I had for the next place that I buy, including that there be no carpet. If there is carpet, I can pull it out before I move in. But really, foster rooms have got to be easy to clean. Yeah. So got to have one for the dogs, smart. too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they can foster dogs as well. Yes, in fact, someone said on my Facebook page, she said something about puppies, and I was like, oh, I'm going to post some of my puppy video because I, uh, I had a lot of puppies last time I fostered puppies. I got so much cool. They were the cutest pit bull puppies. You'd, well, I think everyone I foster is the cutest puppy or cutest kitten you ever want to see. But, yeah, a setup that's Jeanette, good for dogs too. Yes. Uh, you attracted that situation, right? So maybe on some level you wanted uh to 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 know that you can do it, even if it's not yeah. a regular thing that you're going to do. Well, I like that you pointed that out because as I'm looking at my index card on my board that has that lists my core values, right next to connection is mastery. And as I started this call off saying, before when I felt kind of shaky in my uh, identity in being able to properly foster this particular litter of kittens, I now feel like, bring it on. I got this. I can do anything now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're you're right that there, there have been a lot of things going right here, and this goes back to our question about uh, reclassifying problems or failures as successes because you guys have helped me see at, at least three in this situation. So thanks for that, you guys. I appreciate it. All right, then I'll wrap up. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining our discussion, and we'll see you on our next call. I don't know when it is, but um, we'll see you there. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thanks, Jeanette. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you, Jeanette. Bye, Jeanette. Bonjour.